Holden. Hmm? There's something we need to address. Okay. Is... On Twitter. Yeah, okay. You're gonna bring this up. <laughs> yes. On Twitter, you said to me... Yes. ...that you did not understand the appeal of Pocky. I said I didn't understand why anyone would like it. That's the true mystery of a study in Sakuga, is why people eat Pocky. So you're telling me that you have had Pocky... Yes. ...but you did not enjoy it. It's not... Okay. Do you want me to, like, break down my, my beef with Pocky because... Yes, please. I need to know what what problem you have with this innocent treat. It's not an innocent treat. It's it's just it's not you're framing you're biasing the audience right now by uh, listen, referring if, to if a snack were, as innocent. If they're listening to an anime podcast, they already probably have positive opinions of Pocky. Okay, so all the Pocky that I've ever eaten, let's just be on the same page. Define Pocky for me. Just so I can't, I don't it's, move goalposts, or you don't move goalposts. It's a little cookie stick that has been dipped in some kind of candy cream, whether that is chocolate or strawberry flavored or something else. Um, that's that's pocky to me. Okay, so that's good because that's what I've had. I've only had the chocolate kind. Um, okay, but. Why? Why is this a snack? When you could just have why, a cookie. Why 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 is a Kit Kat? No, a no, snack no, 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 no. Because Pocky is totally is totally different. It's like taking a thick toothpick and saying, "Ooh, this toothpick is edible. I love this. This is real. I love okay. love to eat this edible toothpick." But a Kit Kat is like is like a bar. It's like a chocolate bar. It's a wafer. It's like a different construction. Yeah, but it's, it's totally different. It's it's bigger. It's still like it's still a wafer, but yeah, but it's I, but it's I, not I, a thin rod of of food, which doesn't make any yes. sense. No, but but <laughs> but why do you have a thin rod? It's like nothing. If you if you, it's a little snack. No, it's not a little snack. You barely get any flavor, and you certainly don't feel fuller after you've eaten any pocky. I, there's just it's just they've just compressed <laughs> cookie dust into a rod and dipped it in chocolate and when i say rod i'm not even talking pencil thick i'm talking like i'm talking like like skewer like shish kebab skewer thick okay like so big i think i think the construction of the of the pocky is specifically for cleanliness sake so you don't so you can have a nice chocolatey little cookie wafer thing but uh, it's not a wafer. Having to... We're just saying like we're a, saying like... we're, we're saying the word wafer here. That's not what the word wafer means. A wafer is like it, is like a Kit Kat. A... There's yes, not an... they want a little. <laughs> There's not enough pocky for it to be a wafer. You 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 get a little cookie stick, um, but you you don't want to get your hands all sticky with chocolate, so you get the pocky and you can just like pick it up by the little. Ends, but like, what's the and point? And you eat that. But like, what's the point it's... of eating it? If you want a little chocolate snack, just eat some chocolate. You telling me they don't got Hershey's in Japan? They do, but sometimes you want something else. They want a little cookie stick. But like, <laughs> but there's nothing there. It's just okay. If if it was thicker, if it was like pent, like pretzel rod thick, I'd be like, oh wow, 
That's a great snack. That seems that. that seems decadent. No, to it's me. not. What are you talking about? That's just like if you're like, oh, I would like a snack, which means you're hungry enough to eat something, right? If you're like in the mood for a snack, when are you ever going to pick up something that won't fill you up? A and B won't be enough to like satisfy the flavor craving that you have. You're like, oh, just I... an, just a little. Just a hint. It's like it's like the Lacroix of snacks. You get like, ooh, just a little, <laughs> no, just a little not... taste of chocolate. Mm, it is, it ooh, is, ah. it is full flavored chocolate. No, like, it's, I don't. It's just not enough. It's not enough to trigger taste buds. Have you, have you eaten the? Okay, have you just eaten like a single pocky stick? Is that the way you've consumed pocky? Is you were given one and you were like, no, that's it. I am, <laughs> I am upset that I have only been given a single pocky. And you make it sound this like is, I does th- not you, satisfy. You me. make it sound like I have, I have thrown a tantrum at the pocky. I just <laughs> ate a ate the pocky stick, and I was like, "Wow, this was nothing. Why do people like this?" It's like it's like you. It, okay, so what you are describing is essentially you you ate a single M M&M and M, and we're like, "Why do people eat M and Ms?" Okay, but why do what? they? Okay, here's here's what I will say to that is. Why do they come separate? Why not just make e- a- a- either a really big one, or just make the cookie? Because why do you want? They, why do you want a little bunch of cookie sticks? That's nothing. That's fun. That's nothing. Because that's fun and fun to eat. That's nothing. That's nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Japan hit gold on the Kit Kat sort of market. They got it, the Kit Kat down. I don't understand the pocky. It doesn't make sense to me. I need it to be bigger, um, or I need it to be a cookie. I'm sorry. It just doesn't I'm, make sense. Uh, I'm going to add Dagashi Kashi onto the list of anime for us to watch. Are you just trying so to... you can be, just so you can be befuddled by all of the different types of uh, uh, Japanese snacks there Listen, are. Listen, I am normally pro <laughs> Japanese candy and snacks. I am on board with all the different gummy treats that they have. Delicious. I just don't understand. And perhaps this is the American in me, where I'm like, mm, if you're gonna give me something sweet, it needs to be, needs to be like, a candy bar size, you know. But like, see, pocky, me, pocky's nothing. Pocky's nothing. To me, a, a like package of pocky is exactly like a regular size candy bar. Like if I were to just eat that whole package, that'd be like, mm, yeah. But it's just a, not sa- a candy bar. But it's not satisfying because you. You don't. No, if you but if you eat the entire package of pocky, that's gonna that's about a candy bar's worth of I, satisfaction. I know, I would but say. it's not. But it's not satisfying in the, at the same speed. You're like eating two percent of a candy bar every time you eat a stick of pocky. When if I eat a but, candy bar every time I take a bite, that's like twenty percent of the candy bar. You're just not getting it the same amount. Sometimes it's it's like it's like what if what if candy were chips. That sucks. What, like, you, what you just said sucks. That's bad. I don't know. That sounds like a no, fun time. No, that's so that's, not that's good. That's a good time. Not good. Also, you, if candy were chips, that's, those are sweet tarts. If candy were what? chips. <laughs> what? Well, and people have, feel very differently about sweet tarts. I'm high on sweet tarts because they're tart. But I, what you said, what if candy was chips, is bad. Or... or or like Hershey Kisses are the are the same way. You no, eat a, no, you, no, because what? because 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 there is more chocolate in the Hershey's Kiss. It's a satisfying experience. You like eat a little Hershey's Kiss and you're like, ooh, that was a good amount of chocolate. I am never satisfied by a single Hershey's Kiss. I don't know what Hershey Kisses you are eating. But if you're like, I would like to taste chocolate, right? Sometimes you're just like, the snack that I want is just to taste a flavor, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's what a Hershey's Kiss is for. You just want to taste the chocolate. Yeah, and that's what I would go to Pocky for no, as Pocky, well. There's not enough, just a little bit of chocolate. No, that is not enough chocolate to satisfy the I just want to taste something craving, you know? Yes, it's a, no, yes, it is. No, it's not. You, you, What you're telling me is like, <laughs> if you were in the mood for something salty, you'd eat a single potato chip and be like, mm, that's a, I love, ooh, good, love the potato I chip. Mean, and then put I the mean, bag I back. Also, if I, if I wanted, like, listen, if I was like, hankering for chocolate i would probably get like a handful of hershey kisses not just one okay but at that point you might as well get a candy bar yes <laughs> yeah this is in this, this makes no sense no why if you're okay. if you want okay so what if you what you're saying is there's no reason for the hershey's kiss to exist i i'm saying that both the hershey kiss and the and the pocky both have exist in the same like area and both are very deserving of their existence completely disagree completely disagree now if you found a good way to integrate pocky into some sort of cookie or or christmas treat then what 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 this is what we do with hershey's kisses right if you didn't if you don't eat them by themselves they go on top of some sort of christmas cookie treat i'm i am you know what i'm sure that there actually probably is like a cake that has been decorated with pocky before like i'm certain that that has that has to be a thing if if that cake exists and listener if you're looking that cake up right now just note how much fucking pocky is on that thing for it to get any flavor you can't just put like four pocky on there and be like "Mm, this is a pocky cake no you've spilt some pocky on that cake you have to put like 400 pocky sticks on that thing you are s- <laughs> I I am very surprised by your disdain for the amount of pocky that there is I just, is in like pocky. I just I just don't get it. It doesn't it doesn't hit any of its goals. Snacks have goals. This is what I'm saying. And everything <laughs> pocky sets out to do, you could be done better elsewhere. How? I I don't I don't think a cookie stick is done like the way Pocky does it better. No, but you're you're saying the way that Pocky does it is the only way that you could do it. What I'm saying is the vehicle is stick. The 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 substance is cookie. If you're in the mood for chocolate covered cookie, there's better ways to get it than eating Pocky. I mean maybe, but no, like not Pocky maybe. is is a what <laughs> But Pocky is is a way to get that, and it's good. But actually. it's not but I'm saying but it's but it can't but it can't be as good as other things. So there's no reason for you to eat the pocky when you could eat something that does the same thing better. Okay, okay, but consider this, Holden. Uh you can't do the pocky challenge without pocky. I don't know what the pocky challenge is. I okay, I pay taxes so... in this country and I do not know what the pocky challenge is. Is this a TikTok so, thing? Are you about to say a TikTok thing to me? No, no, no. This is this is like a Valentine's Day thing that they do in Japan. Okay, can I guess what the Pocky challenge is? Yes, you can guess. Is it like, is it Lady in the Tramp where you start on two yes, ends? Okay, of the Pocky and it's stick. Lady okay. in the Tramp. Okay, you could do that with a cookie. Just saying, just, with a with just a normal ass cookie, it would be a lot shorter <laughs> challenge. <laughs> or let me say, let me rephrase this. It's the Kit Kat challenge. Now you do it with a Kit Kat. Those are too short. Well, you, I like I said, it's a lot shorter challenge. But <laughs> see, that's the that's the fun of the pocky is is it has a little bit of length to it, 
And also, you can like put it in your mouth like a cigarette. It's fun. It's uh, it's a fun they, little they thing. They make candy cigarettes. They make candy cigarettes, but honestly, they aren't as tasty as Pocky. Does I just disagree? We're just not going to come to an agreement, and that's going to have to be okay, Lexi. I'm sorry. I know you're the anime okay. Sherlock, but you know what? Sherlock was wrong about a lot of things. I don't think I'm wrong about this. Well, neither did and Sherlock. I think the audience will, vindic- will vindicate Neither me did Sherlock. Film. Sherlock didn't think that he was wrong about things either. But he was often um, wrong about cocaine, but, let's say. <laughs> but I am but I am uh, right about being the anime Sherlock. That is me. I'm the anime Sherlock, yes. Lexi Tucker. Yes, and, and... <laughs> and I am, in fact, the anime Watson, Holden King. And you are listening to a study in Sakuga. Uh, an anime where two friends discover the mysteries of anime together. You just don't understand it. (laughs) I have a lot of questions. Uh, we're, we're watching Keep Your Hands Off, Isaac and, uh, right now, the, uh, the anime based off the manga by Sumito Owara, uh, this season and the entire series is directed by Misaki Yuasa. We are watching episode number uh, five. three. This is five. five. Yeah. This is five. This is five. Uh, episode, watching... episode five, an iron giant appears. Yes. Um, I I love, I really enjoyed the way this episode opens. It's a because... good episode. Opening. Also, I should rephrase. It's not an iron giant appears. It's an iron giant appears because there's an exclam- <laughs> exclamation point after this one as well. Yes, there is. I'm just um, going to keep noting it... it until you tell me why. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm just going to let keep letting you know. Uh, it's a it fun opens... opening. It's overcast. Yeah, it's dark. It's overcast. It's dark. It. It, it's it's opening like a tokusatsu movie is what it's doing. Oh yeah, is this is a good reference like, <laughs> that I understood. Tokusatsu. Okay, Holden, I want you to uh, imagine uh, a kaiju movie. Okay. And I want you to imagine um, Power Rangers. Okay, I know. Yes. Both of these are tokusatsu. Okay. It's it's just. That that thing it it means special effects essentially in it, Japanese. This is not. It's just what? No, this is this ep- this episode opens. It's like overcast and spooky. Yeah, it's but it uses the like orchestral tones and like uh, ambiance of like a kaiju movie, like hmm. uh. Asakusa is lurking around and she sees a giant thing and before the camera even shows us what it is she has to run and tell Mizusaki what she saw I kind of get where is you're it... coming for the, with this I I still think it's framed more of a uh, like a, a horror thriller maybe they're, they're doing a giant robot thing they and are. Like, this they, is this is from a giant robot movie. Asakusa comes is, to and finds uh, Mizusuki, and uh, she's like, "Hey, I found a a big rope, like a giant robot in a shed. We have, I like <laughs> we we got to go check this shed out. Something's happening." Yeah, uh, they get to the shed and it's gone. 
It's walked away. Perhaps. They, they find <laughs> Perhaps it's walked away. Perhaps it's walked away. They find big boot prints on the ground, which indicates that it was really here. Okay, now this was so atmospheric, I was like, Okay, this is all in her head, right? They're doing like a they're doing like a fun daydream bit right now. No, this this is all real. It's real. It's real. <laughs> but the show there's no way for the show to telegraph that to you because they do this thing all the time. I do I do think the music that is playing is definitely playing in Asakusa's head. Yeah, the whole the whole vibe <laughs> of this this opening is definitely embellished in her head. Yes. But as they are sort of investigating these big footprints, the door bursts open and there is a black figure framed against the light. Um, some sort of mook is like, what are you doing here? Uh, they mm-hmm. run for it. They go for the window. Uh, Asakusa trips on a power cord and unplugs it and it like goes flying through the air and it hits Mizusaki right on the head. Just so fucking doinks She her. gets caught. Yeah, she gets got. She falls, doesn't make it through the window. Um, Asakusa does not go back or feel bad. She's like, damn, they got her. <laughs> like, it wasn't her they... fault. They're like, damn. <laughs> She's down. Rip to, rip to the fallen. Rip. F's in chat. <laughs> Nothing I could have done for my friend. Uh... <laughs> She's like, okay, so I thought it was going to be like a giant sci-fi robot thing, but actually it's a robot crime scene instead because they killed her. They killed my friend. Yes. Uh, And she's like running through uh, types of robots. It could be based on the boots she saw. Mm -hmm. And like in the lineup of legs, I just want to point out that there's definitely uh, an Ava Unit 1 leg and a Zaku from Gundam leg in that lineup. Uh, uh, I did think that these were derivative, right? I was like... Yeah, was those like, are I the two... I hadn't seen the source material, but I'm like, these are too dissimilar. They have to be referencing something. Yeah, those two are the definitely references that uh, I knew uh, and could easily spot. I'm going to guess those other two legs are probably other mecha anime. I would imagine um, so. I have... You you know my full catalog, both audience yes. and you, Lexi, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um, um. So, but she does. She should sneak back up to where the she's seen the robot, and lo and behold, both uh, Kanamori and Mizusaki are there. They're with the robot. Yeah. They've been brainwashed. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> so. At first, it just seems like Kanamori, you know, the the uh, person who is all in it for money, is uh, has just been uh, convinced to join these robot building villains, and then uh, Asakusa thinks that uh, Mizusaki has been brainwashed into working with yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> even though this happened like two seconds ago. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so there, uh, it's the the way that this. Is, scene is framed is like they're talking both Mizusaki and and Kanamari or Kanamori are um like is this enough will they kill them and they're like no 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 suppression is enough we're not bloodthirsty and they're like well sh- show the <laughs> missile just test the missile off we and they're like no no it's not safe inside um and <laughs> Asakusa <laughs> sticks her head around the corner and gets fucking beamed with a water propelled rocket like a big nerf rocket it's so funny <laughs> just gets completely got 
And then all her friends are like, oh, hey, hey, are you okay? <laughs> They're like, oh, shoot, somebody get a towel. <laughs> Asakusa just, uh, just so lost in her, uh, in her daydreams, it just like blowing this whole thing out of proportion. No, it's just uh, Kanamori's talking with the robot club. Yeah. They're just chatting. Um, and that is because the fake robot that they're looking at in the robot club has hired Isokin to make them an anime about their giant robot. Yes. Um, uh, Kaminori, uh, like, uh, at first, Asakusa is like, wait, there has to be a, a catch. And Asakusa's like, the catch is being, is that we're being paid, dumbass. That's, yes, <laughs> that's the trade. We're providing a good and service, and they're providing the capital. Speaking of which, Kitamori is a capitalist. She is the anime <laughs> Walt Disney here. She is like, <laughs> she is like moralizing them at both of her artists about what it means to be paid to do a work. And doesn't that motivate you more if you get paid for it? Because you could get paid nothing and do a bad job, and you would then you wouldn't care. But since you're getting money for it, you have to care. And then both of her artists are like, actually, what if we just did it for free because we like it? And she's like, no, yeah. we can't do that. That's wrong. That would be incorrect. We shouldn't never do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. I do I do like the way the the uh, camera moves as uh, Asakusa, like, punches Kaminori in, like, the thigh. And then uh, Kaminori, like returns the punch like down on her head it's yeah. a very fun little bit of slapstick um she uh, asakusa uh, is very turtle like in the way that she interacts with her clothes you know like mm -hmm. she she goes in she like withdraws her head a lot when she's scared yeah um, and when she gets bopped on the head she her head usually like goes down into her like around her her neckline mm -hmm. i just i get the inspiration for her it's turtle um i actually think the thing that they really are trying to do with the uh, kaminori is more um tanuki but we'll get to that i later. mean they do make a joke about it i don't get that for me <laughs> for me personally um, but uh as they agree to uh, do the project and as Kaminori is like going over the like specifics of like their budget and as Asakusa and uh, Misusaki are like talking about the uh, aspects of animating a robot uh, the robot club realizes that they have team teamed up and hired just like the most annoying pack of girls in the entire school they harmonize <laughs> all three of them harmonize and they're like they're annoying and they like they're sing, annoying they sing the last word <laughs> they but this is their first time working for clients right the first time they did whatever uh -huh. they wanted to and granted they had restraints and and things like that but this is the first time they have people who are like all right so we want this to be for a specific thing we want it to fight a monster and we want the monster to have like heat powers no. Uh, they, yeah, and just, like, almost right off the bat, uh, 
Asakusa is like fighting back on uh like fighting back on different details about this and like they realize the the devil's bargain that they have signed on to to get this um this anime of their robot made and uh the OP drops. Yeah, this this scene is is a little it's I won't say confusing because the intent is clear, but basically both both uh Kenimori and Asakusa and uh Mizasaki are talking all at the same time to different people mm-hmm. about different things. Um and so what the what the episode does and I'm sure this happens a lot, but I'm not used to it is they split the conversations between the two um in the yes. in the the uh sub. So you have to pick one. You know you can't get both. Yeah. Or you can hop between both and not get any, which I guess sort of is the point. But yeah, sort of a lot if you are not expecting that to come down the pipeline. Um, <laughs> the the main thing that that Asakusa is trying to like square with herself is that none of this is very realistic. Giant robots are pretty impractical, and you know monsters are cool, but fire breathing monsters really come on, that's impossible, and. They're basically going back and forth trying to justify, well, you know, this, you know, this can be grounded in realism. This is a thing that happens, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's enough to convince her for now. Um, but the, this is also enough to scare the robot club. <laughs> they are like, why did we hire these girls? <laughs> All they're going to do <laughs> is tell us how impractical robots are. <laughs> um but then we get the op and the op is still good kelmiko uh the band that did the op still rocks i have nothing new um, to say about the op my thoughts are well documented it's fun yep you gotta do the claps gotta do, uh, I didn't do the claps <laughs> gotta do the claps. i didn't do the claps <laughs> i simply won't um um but we open uh back with the uh the Isaac and crew they are going down into this uh subterranean area yeah. below the school it's a big pit it's a big pit it's a big pit they've uh thought that the best place for this robot fight might be the sewers and yes. so they went on a field trip they're uh scouting location scouting they're location scouting in the like pipe infrastructure of their school Mm. essentially and the Um, the gate to get down there is locked um but it's mm -hmm. also pretty rusted and they're like oh well you know it's rusted shut i guess we'll have to turn back and uh kanamori busts it down kanamori is very strong (laughs) just kicks it just kicks it down uh this is the (laughs) second time that she's just busted through metal so (laughs) Uh, just a lot of power stored in her, uh, in general. Drinking all that milk. Drinking all that milk. This is what I'm saying. She's got such (laughs) strong bones, she can just kick down, (laughs) kicks down metal doors and walls. Mm Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, (laughs) This is the argument for drinking all that milk, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the argument. Um, even though... Uh, going down here was her idea. Azakusa is actually kind of uh, creeped out 
by this area. She thinks it's kind of spooky. It's haunted, is, uh, is what they all definitely agree that it's haunted. Yeah, this play, this shit is, like, for real haunted, absolutely 100%. Um, but that's okay. Asakusa. Because she came prepared. <laughs> Asakusa came prepared. Yeah, Asakusa has her uh, anti-poltergeist loadout, which is a stick, a flashlight in her hand and on her hat, and a stuffed bunny yeah. strapped in... In, into the straps of her backpack. Yeah, the stick does look like a sword, so that's important. Yep. Um, but the most important part of this loadout, Lexi, are the the light up shoes that she has, the glow in the dark yes. shoes. Uh, <laughs> and she Mizu- got the light up Yeezys. <laughs> Mizu- Mizusuki's like, aren't those for children? And she's like, no, this is for ghost hunting. I keep these with me in my in my utility bag. Just in case we have to hunt ghosts in the dark. Yeah. Um, and Mizusaki's like, what the hell do you keep in that bag? And she's like, don't worry about it. Yeah, mind your own business, Mizusuki. <laughs> You're just lucky I fucking brought this shit. <laughs> um, this is, should have been over. a longer running bit. I need If sh- this is what she carries in the bag now, I need to know more <laughs> things. Uh, we, we go over Chekhov's wooden floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they, but before before we go across the floor, they they mentioned that there is a cultural festival coming up, and the reason that they were hired was because that the theme oh, of the yes. festival is robots, which means the robot club will be sort of the highlight, which means that yeah. they have to put a good foot out, and so they are spending some of their budget to pay for the work to be done on the anime, and th- yeah, which is a bigger lead time, but also it's got to be you know it's got to be bigger and more important because yeah it's a it's, it's a, the cultural festival you gotta a, show off it's a feature you know yeah but they do this go is gonna be the feature presentation mm-hmm. and they do they do go across Chekhov's wooden floor they're not too uh Kanemori and Mizusugi are not too worried about it Asakusa hugs the wall uh, and they're like stop being ridiculous that's silly your imagination's getting the better of you and they enter a very big cool room Yes, it's a big, cool room that has features and things. It's got, like, pillars that can be toppled down. Mm-hmm. Good for blowing and, up. Like, and, like, catwalks. And has, like, two big water pits. Two big water pits uh, that are just perfect for a big uh, crab monster to burst from. The pistol crab toll. <laughs> I hate the phrase crab toll. So you don't like the crab tool? I don't I like the crab tool. The crab tool is cool. I like the design. You don't like the name I crab I don't tool. like the name crab tool. It feels like she's a good director, right? Asakusa is a mm-hmm. good director and background artist. She's not a writer, you know? <laughs> she's not a writer. Crab tool does not roll off the tongue. It's an ugly word. It's heavy in my mouth. I think there might be a Japanese pun going on here. Um that just doesn't, just absolutely doesn't translate. Well, be that as it may, I am saying that they maybe need to hire a writer. <laughs> um, but the the pistol crab tool is a cool monster. It's a it's a the fusion of a crab and a giant turtle, and it has uh, claws that can like do shockwaves. It is pretty cool. Uh-huh. It's a it's got a cool design. It's it can do that pistol shrimp thing where it makes like heat blasts. You know. Yeah. With its claws, which is cool. Okay, we can't keep calling it crab tool. What would you call it instead? What would I call it? Yeah, because it could be oh, a it could be a, could be a trab. A trab? Well, or I don't a, like that. What about a turb? 
That feels that feels gross to say. Don't say turp. That feels like <laughs> that feels feels like I'm saying something. It feels like a slur in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, trab and turp. Yeah. <laughs> Those are both slurs. Um, okay. What about what about a cruddle? <laughs> Ooh, a cruddle's good. A cruddle, that's not bad. The pistol cruddle. The pistol cruddle. Yeah, that's good. See. Okay. The pistol we're gonna cru- keep, the cruddle. We're, gonna, yeah. we're just going to call it the cruddle for now on. But as a, they're imagining the whole scene taking place, and they're sort of creating the monster in their heads as the as they do. And then mm-hmm. Asakusa's like, "Well, wouldn't it be easier just to take a flamethrower and kill it?" Do we need the robot for that? And they're like, well, the whole thing's about the robot, so yes, you have to have the robot. She is. Yes. She's really married to the realism aspect of it, and robots, giant robots, do not jive with her. No, she. They're just not realistic. They're just not in her like, like huge engineering brained like, uh, realism. Like here's here's the whole layout of uh every single thing I you see. Uh, like brain. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's she like just can't she can't. It's just not. It doesn't compute to her. You know, it's like doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's like what a silly thing that nobody will want to see this because it doesn't make sense. I also do want to point out that the in as she originally conceives of it, the cruddle is a beast of burden, uh, which is funny to yeah. to think yeah. of people it's, it's domesticated. All these. And the, yeah, and then Canamore's like. <laughs> Well, why would they fight it if it's domesticated? She doesn't have a problem with that. She's like, ah, it was a long time ago. It's like, whatever. <laughs> um, whatever. But the, as they're sort of imagining the cruddle, they also imagine the robot. And they had a chainsaw hand, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it uses the chainsaw hand to, like, slide around on the floor. To fight with this big, That's awesome. To fight with the cruddle, which is cool. Um, it sort of overlays with the real world. There's a really cool effect here. I don't know if you noticed... Lexi, but the the blast from the two monsters fighting is like pencil dust it's like pencils uh like rubbings um oh it, i didn't notice it that overlays with the with reality so they they're all reacting to it but it's the the everything that's in the real world is the the animation quality from the show and this sort of wind or dust is the sketch quality, which is really cool. That's that's a good. It's a, a good it's a detail. good good detail, good visual effect. I noticed, um, and it was cool. I just wanted everyone else to notice too. Um, they they finish figuring out that this is where they're gonna set their big fight, um, and this is gonna be a good setting for them. Uh, then they uh. Then uh, Chekhov's wooden floor goes off as they leave. Mm. They fall and in... they land on a pile of mulch. Yeah, a, pi- a pile of warm leaves, which Ye. was is kind of gross, but that just means it's decaying, right? Yeah, it's just decaying, and like Asakusa says, yeah, these are these are fermenting. Uh, they're giving off gas, which does mean that they that if they got trapped down here, it could kill them. I think she's overreacting here. It's just like gross leaves, you know. It's not she, gonna, you're not going to die. She's probably overreacting a little bit. Um, she's probably over, not a she's, safe situation to be in. I mean, but you did fall through a floor, but she yeah. panics and overreacts a little bit by making a grappling hook out of shit that she has in her bag, like a penknife, a sock, and some rope. 
Um, and and she takes out her little little shovel and like uh, makes a uh, makes a pile of leaves to like elevate them. And what she does is she gets them all out of there very quickly. Yeah, you think this is going to be what the episode is about? Them getting out? It is not. They do. <laughs> no, it's immediately solved because <laughs> Azakusa has survival gear in her backpack. They uh yeah. <laughs> She came prepared, uh, and they get out within 30, 40 seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, they get back to the club room, and they are discussing all the things they're gonna do for the animation, and, uh, Kaminori is basically saying, Listen, as long as we keep them, like, calm and placated, it's gonna be a pretty smooth process. Like, we, uh, we don't have to worry about them being too, uh, needy over details. Except, <clears throat> she does say that, uh, it would, it would help a little bit if she had some blackmail material. Yes, if, it, you know, she has, she, her main plan is to sort of nudge the robot club into what they want, right? So you mm-hmm. come into the meeting and you're like, oh, yeah, that's an interesting idea. What if uh, what if it's this? But you're just taking what they said that's just generic enough to put it into what you want to do. Yeah. She's, what, she, gonna... what Kanamori has done is read how to make friends and influence people. <laughs> that's not surprising. Not surprising. Um, and she's like, but, you know, if that doesn't work, would love to just have some blackmail material just so they, you know, bend eventually. Mm-hmm. Pretty shady. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think she's wrong. Uh, this seems to be, like, a pretty a pretty big po- uh, page in uh, Kaminori's uh, playbook, though. Um, they go to meet with the robot club and find them actually in the middle of coming up with a plan to defeat the uh, defeat Isaac and, yeah. and make sure the anime is exactly as they want to, want it to be. This is not a good look for the robot club, right? The robot club is having a, a meltdown over having hired <laughs> Isaac. In. They yes. they wanted to do it, but after they thought about it and told them to do it, they're like, actually, Isaac is kind of a menace. Don't they suck? Um, so they do, they do have, like, a stack of plans to keep them on a short leash, which is, this is, these are people, writers and artists who have worked with clients before. (laughs) Uh, Yep. (laughs) So, uh, they get into the meeting. Because they're, like, having this big plan. They're, like, writing on the board about how they're going to keep Isaacin on a short leash. And they're outside listening to everything. They have yeah. heard all of it. <laughs> uh, Kanamori throws open the door and just starts taking picture of the uh, pictures of the entire situation. And is just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, what's going on That's here? That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> they are... Here's the thing. It's mostly just one person's fault. It's mostly Ono's fault. He's freaking out. Mm-hmm. This is sort of his baby uh, or his dream. And everyone else is kind of chill, but they're like, oh, no, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you're putting too much thought into it. <laughs> maybe you're yeah, being you can, really harsh. Maybe if you just chill. 
Uh, oh no, yeah, I don't, I mean, listen, there agreed to do this for us, it's a lot of work, I don't know, maybe you should just fucking calm <laughs> down, dude. Um, Ono does not. Uh, they sort of, you know, Isokin gives their, you know, basic pitch, uh, about, well, the, before that, the, they're like talking, they're yelling, Ono's yelling about things that he wants, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. The thing with, he's like, the thing with giant robots is it's all about fantasy. They can't make it too realistic. And then later in the, the same sentence, he contradicts himself and says, they, and you know, they, they can't make it too fantastical. It's all about the realism. And his club's like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is, this is a mecha fan. This is, <laughs> this is what are you talking about? This is a mecha fan. This is a, this is a giant robot fan for sure. And as usual, the client <laughs> doesn't know what they want, but they're already mad about it. Yes. They have no um, clear direction or picture, but they're pissed off, and it's probably your fault. Yes. Um, as as Ono is kind of just, like, spiraling, he does, uh, he does, uh, like, say a quote, any anything one man can imagine, other men can make real, and he says that it's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, that's a Jules Verne quote that he misattributes to H.G. Wells later, which I think is funny. <laughs> this guy's having too much. The Isokin's trying to give them their pitch, and Ono is mad. Ono mm-hmm. is mad about it. He doesn't. He doesn't like the chainsaw arm. There's too much action in your robot fight. I guess I. I do not don't, understand. Don't know what that means, Ono. Um, what did What did you want this robot to do? Just like walk down the street. Well, and shake a this person's is, this hand? Is, this is the problem with, with your clients a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. This is... And people have horror stories about clients, but oftentimes people are dif- difficult to work with because they don't know exactly what they want. And this is what this is what Kanamori sort of realizes. They know that they want the basic shape of it. They know they want an anime, but mm-hmm. they can't visualize what that would look like. They don't know... They they are not design people, right? So they can't they can't figure out what this is why you get the line all the time in graphic design. I don't know what I like, but I'll know it when I see it, which is <laughs> useless. Completely useless bit of advice. But that is yeah. that is what the, the problem people run up against is that they they have something that they would like, but they can't articulate it and they're not versed well enough in the thing that you do to be able to tell you what it is so basically you just have to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks a lot of the time um Kanamori is smarter than this Kanamori is a is about to like lay it all out for this guy but uh, Mis- uh misasuki and asakusa are already leveling with him in like going into tears because he said that he that he always wanted to pilot uh pilot a giant robot and then Asakusa and Misusaki are like, we both have uh, fantastical dreams too that we'll probably never realize. Yeah, it's and they bond. That they bond over this. It's having uh, a dream to do something that is reality hates. It's like mm-hmm. it's reality. It does not square with the dream that you have. It just won't won't ever happen. Yeah, I, I do like that the there is a disparity <laughs> disparity between Asakusa and Misasuki. Uh, Asakusa wants to go to space. Misasuki wants to do a hadoken. <laughs> yeah, the 
the space thing is like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, that'll probably never happen for you. That's right. But then Mississippi's like, I would like to shoot fireballs from my hand. And I try every night just to be sure. Just to be sure that I can't. Uh, I think this is, uh, I, I love Mizusuki. What, what a, what a girl. She's, she like, she's famous, right? The episode Uh opens with her signing an autograph. Uh. Yeah. She's a fucking dork. (laughs) She's a huge dork. And I don't mean like, oh, that girl's cute. She's kind of a dork. No, I mean like, like a, like a dork that tries to see if they can do a Kamehameha by like this is really though but actually this is this is a girl where like if you were if you were to just idly observe her you would probably ca- like uh see her like reaching for the remote with her mind uh just to see if she could move it a little she bit com- just in case Mizusuki <laughs> truly is she wants to be corny but her dad won't let her no <laughs> her dad her is her dad refuses <laughs> Her dad's like, no dorks. No dorks. No dorks in this house. No dorks under my roof. You're going to be fucking cool. You're going to be the most popular girl in school, just like your mother. She's like, no, dad, I just want to play Switch all day. I just want to animate and go to see movies. No, absolutely not. Mizusuki's the real one. Uh, I had forgotten but, that was her thing, right? That is that she's doing this in secret from her father. Yes. Um, but uh, after after this bonding moment, uh, Mizusaki and uh, Asakusa uh, bring the Met Club into what I am going to start referring to as Sketch Space. That's good. Uh, I was going to say the mind. I wrote the Mind Palace, but Sketch Space is better. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of, like, go into, like, doing all the details on the robot. They talk about how uh, it would be fun if there was, like, a hatch in the front for the pilots to, like, get out and talk to each other. And they realize that's not very safe. No, that's not a yeah. safe way to do things. It, but it is, it's a fun <laughs> collaboration. Pro- it's, like, this is what the show does, right? Is they do the visual brainstorming. So cool. Mm-hmm. But it's fun here to have the actual robot, like the clients, in on it because yeah. they're like, "Well, that would that would work fine. That'd have cool shots, but the back of the robot has to look cool. Like it's based off our physical robot." So yeah, so they kind of go back and forth about some things. Um, they uh, they talk about the inside of the cockpit, which obviously doesn't exist on the real one. Um, but they're like, "Well, in order for this cockpit to work in the show." You know, the single camera is not going to cut it for all the different displays we have in here. So you're going to have to do something else. So they sort of come to an agreement where they're going to redesign the head based off of yes. different cameras that they're adding. Um, they they show what the what the head would like with all the different cameras that could work. And it's just like a pile of cameras yes, in a they little li- tower. Just tape all the cameras that they had together. <laughs> and Asakusa's is um, like, lame, put a cool robot head on that shit. <laughs> yeah, they do make a, a cool robot head that has like two obvious eyes that are cameras, and then it has like a little antenna in the middle. Yeah, it's like, that a, also it's like has a, a camera in it. It's like a crest that goes in the middle of the robot head. That's like also a camera. That's nice. Yeah, but I, I do fun. I do it's like nice. this because they're like, listen, you could do this, but it's just gonna look less cool. 
in the anime. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fine, we'll change it. We want it to look cool. Yeah. Which I think is important. <laughs> if you're a client and you're like, okay, as much as we like robots, we also have to admit to ourselves that we just want it to look pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Um, they, uh, then they start, like, equipping the robot with, uh, with weapons, which includes a drill, a pile bunker, and, uh, the chainsaw. The chainsaw. Which... It's back. The chainsaw's back. Uh, I think this, this, uh, robot has a pretty cool loadout. It's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool robot. I like, uh, ooh, love to see animated mechanisms i'm a sucker to see mechanisms animate uh yeah so they totally change what the robot looks like they just like they're like it listen robots big robots cool the robot you've designed not very cool not very cool it's kind of boring what if it looked cooler uh Uh, we gave it a new paint job it looks cool it has a bunch of weapons on it what do you think and they're um, like, looks rad, love it, incredible. Uh, they made a blue collar robot because it's got just like a whole bunch of like, like you know, construction and mm. like, <laughs> like they did. useful tools. Useful tools. Also, they put pants on him. They put. They gave him pants. They gave that robot pants because. They were like, "Listen, the mechanisms in the leg are pretty cool, but also pretty hard to animate. So let's give that let's give that robot some pants, folks." They gave the robot pants. They gave the robot pants, <laughs> which uh, is not bad. I like the pants. Not bad. It's not bad. The prequel cool pants. I thought it would look dumb on a robot, but what do I know? <laughs> That's the end of the episode. Uh, we end with a good shot of the robot in his pants. Yep. Uh, good robot. Good pants. <laughs> the line that they end on, they're like, are you sure you can animate that thing? Credits. <laughs> uh, love it. Love it. Um, but that is it for that first episode. Uh, so we should take a break. to bring us back from break um and i'm going to do this by again shilling for hazel uh she had a very good video that is about uh anime history kind Mm -hmm. of it's like uh it goes over the introductory stages of like the like what set up the anime boom and like the beginnings of anime fandom Dragon uh, by Ball talk- Z. Uh, by going over the history of a single anime that never actually got released. Um, it's a very interesting video, and I would uh, like everyone to go watch it. Also, it's about um, 
how watchdog groups are shit and should stay out of our business. Fuck off. Well, there you have it, folks. Tune in. Um, Watch a video. Learn something. Yep. You won't learn Go anything. You won't learn anything here. That's for damn sure. Uh, they might learn a few things sometimes. Certainly not from me. Rarely. Certainly not from me. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Holton King's guarantee. No learning from him. No learning from me. You won't learn one solitary thing. Um, but I'm the back. I'm the color. I'm the color. I'm yeah. The, I'm the I'm the person to bounce the fun conversation off of. Yeah, listen, if it was just me pointing out uh, all of the, like, interesting bits of culture that are shown in this anime, or, like, all the obscure references... People by, wouldn't like from, you! People people don't... You'd be Sherlock without Watson, and people don't like Sherlock by himself. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be very fun for me to make. It wouldn't be very fun to listen to. No. Um, and that's why you yeah. have to have somebody who goes, By Jove! <laughs> and he gets. And speaking of exclamation points, uh, it is uh, season one, episode five. Let's do it better than last time. We're doing it. We're being excited about doing it better than last time. Yes. Just like last episode, we were excited about the Iron Giant. Yes. This time we're we're excited about bettering ourselves. Yes, uh, improvement of the craft. Yes, of the mind, of the body, of the spirit. <laughs> uh, oh god. I, uh, god. <laughs> this episode's starting. Holden, you, you said a thing that made me think of another anime, but I can't get into it. No, well, you can't. <laughs> this, is, this is why I work as a co-host, because any person who knows about anime, you would feel compelled to tell that to. But I don't know anything. Yes. I wouldn't get it even if you explained it to me. Yeah, I can't do a Soul Eater reference that no, you need. It you wouldn't make sense. No, you certainly couldn't. It would be nothing. Um. Anyway, uh, Isaacin is starting and... Uh, As- uh, Asakusa is like, listen, we've got double the run, like we've got double the lead time. We've got like 95 days until we need to get this done. I want to do, I want to double it. I want to do everything we had to cut last time. I want story. I want sound. I want color. All the stops. All the stops. We're, we're pulling out all the stops. Yes. Um. They are like, well, you know, we might even have voice actors if there's dialogue and we're going to have to figure that out. We're going to have to figure out storyboards and backgrounds and sound effects. And, uh. It's a a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And Kanamori interrupts and is like, well, we have, I have good news on the background front, at least. The art club actually wants to help out now. Yes. They saw, um, they saw your anime and were like, yes, I'm in. I would like to help. We're in now. Put us in, Isaac. Uh, we're going we're gonna to help. Uh, Mizusaki has a little bit where she talks about how difficult it is to do animation while in high school yeah I, <laughs> she she uh she is like she's like she, she makes is. it she makes a point to say they say you're not a real animator until you can do like 500 drawings or frames a month uh which she's, she's like which is not at all like animating because they could can't be any quality you have to have them be perfect you have to move them by millimeters and it, and if you are 
off by certain anything, if you're off even a little bit, you go to hell. Everyone will notice. <laughs> she uses a lot of very colorful hyperbole here. Yes, she's she's doing she's doing good good stuff. She's she's having a a bad time of it because it's a lot to do. It's a it's a movie essentially. They're making they're making a full episode of fifteen to twenty mm-hmm. minute short. Um, which yeah. is a lot, a lot of work. Um, there's a lot also, of work. There's also going to be an opening sequence that the Robot Club is uh, making a song for. So, see how that goes. Um, yeah. Um, we also have. Uh, also, Mizusaki says, "Listen, this would be a lot easier if we just had a computer in the club room." Yes. Uh, well, and hearing that, Kanamori just kind of like leaves and says, "See ya. Uh, I got. I. I'm gonna go do some stuff." Uh, yeah, they're like, if you had one thing to make your life better, it would be a, a PC in this room. <laughs> and the producer leaves. She just yep, stands gets up and yeah. says, "Got it." <laughs> like, don't worry about it. You do your fucking fucking stuff. Keep animating. Here. I'll yeah. be back. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all get to work in here, and I'll go fucking take care of it. Okay. <laughs> you fucking do your drawings or whatever, and I'll go out and I'll bust some heads. <laughs> That is a that is a lot of kind of Wars yeah, energy. Yeah, it's a big, big Tony Soprano energy. <laughs> um, when they get done, like at the end of the day, and are leaving school, they're like, "Wow, we haven't." Uh, kind of Mori didn't come back, and she just kind of left. It's nighttime now. <laughs> yeah, it's nighttime now, and then she's just waiting outside the school gates for them, and she's like, "All right, let's go get dinner." <laughs> She fucking does the Sopranos things of taking them to dinner. I don't know. It's yep. A... <laughs> but she does. Um, she does take them to dinner, and it's she's being nice here. Yeah, she's being nice. This is the most they sort of hype up. She's so characterized as like a person that she's almost she's almost a. A cartoon character of, of herself, which is, I know, silly to say because it, it is a cartoon, but, like, the way that they treat her in the show is they're like, she's got three things that she's known for. She's cheap, she's mean to other people, and she can bust down iron gates with her bare hands. And, like, <laughs> those are the three things we know about Kanamori. But, yep. But here she's, like, you know, she takes him out to dinner. She's like, listen, I'm sorry, there's going to be a lot of work in your future. I just, I'm buying you dinner because I feel bad about it. Um, she puts her hair up in a really humanizing yeah, way. Yeah, she puts her, she puts her hair up with her glasses, which is, like, very interesting. Like, she uses her glasses as a way to, like, hold her hair into place, which I think is cool. It's, um, uh, it's a good look for her. This is for, nobody, anybody else on the show does anything different with their hair. So it's, I don't know, when it happened, I was like, oh, wow, that's. That's interesting. That's kind of a cool... They're just yeah. showing off, right? That's that's the animator mm-hmm. going like, oh, and she's going to put her hair up here because I've been working on this hair-putting-up animation and it's fucking rad. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I, have a, I do have ulterior motives for taking you out to dinner. It's because this is an advance on all the work you're going to have to do. Consider it uh, overtime that I'm paying now. Yes. Um, which it's, at least she's realistic about it, right? You know? 
yeah. They all, all they all order their ramen and uh Misusaki like starts laying out uh what the what the animation's gonna look like. She you see an animatic of like the opening sequence of it basically until it basically devolves into uh illeg- illegible thumbnails. Yeah, illegible thumbnails. Um and Kanamari's like well, these are kind of vague pretty general don't you think and she's like ah well it's all up here all in my head and she's like well it needs don't... to be on the fucking page actually because people have to interpret your thumbnails um mizuzaki is like oh i already have some action done do you want to see it and she just like whips out her tablet and shows like full animations she's already like started doing and they're, they both they're just like okay i guess um I guess you could be in charge of the anime, the animation oh. for the action sequences. Yeah, you can choreograph all the fight scene stuff. Um, uh, Kanamori tells them, okay, I got a computer for $290. They're like, wow, that's some thuggery prices. Did you have to kill a man <laughs> to get that? It's like, no, I just kind of did it. <laughs> I just kind of asked for it and they're upcycling anyway. So, you know, it's like, whatever. Yeah, the computer club told me it fell off the uh, the back of a back truck. Of a, yeah, the computer club said it fell off the back of a truck, and I didn't ask any questions. You know, don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer to. Anyway, you got your fucking PC. Uh, <laughs> they do. She's very tired. She's been basically working nonstop. Yeah, she's she's been running all over the place. She she probably like talked to the talked to the school about this. Talked to the PC people. The run, been running around, got that money. Yeah. Like, this is like, this is, you know, like a, no wonder it took her all day. She's been working herself to the bone negotiating. Also, mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. She's the only one, she took her jet, she takes her jacket off to sit down at this table. She puts her hair mm-hmm. up. And the, the bit at the table is that Ganamori ordered first, but hers comes last. It was so complicated yes. that everyone else has eat or is eating or has eaten their food, uh, and it's taking so long for hers to get there that she falls asleep because she's tired. Yeah, she takes a little nap. I th- I believe the reason she puts up her hair and takes off her jacket is because the kind of ramen she has ordered is very spicy. Uh, so she's expecting once she eats it, it's going to get very hot. Um, Good. I love a spicy ramen. Yeah, shit. but, uh, but as Kanamori and Kanamori starts to take a nap, Mizusaki is like, "Oh well, uh, uh, well, uh, Kanamori did a lot of good work for us. We should uh, really aim for actually finishing the anime this time." Which wakes Kanamori the fuck up, <laughs> and she says, "Finishing it isn't the goal. We've already determined that we're finishing it." She says, that's not, that's not an aspiration. That's just part of the process. <laughs> no, that's, a, that's not what we're aiming for. That's what we're going to fucking do. It's an uh, expectation. I'm sorry. As she says, as she in, inhales her spicy ramen. Just eats it all in one go, slams one it go. down. So much so that it spooks uh, Asakusa, who normally <laughs> eats ramen like this. It's aggressive. Yeah, it's aggressive. Um, but they get it, uh, they eat their ramen, they are leaving, 
they get the check and uh, she, <laughs> Kanamori, has, says she'll have to split it and pay them back later because uh, she doesn't carry more than 10 bucks on her at any time. What a fucking liar. She was like, yeah, I'll buy you, I'll buy you dinner. Don't worry about it. This is your advance. I'm trying to do a nice thing. And then she knew she wasn't going to have enough money to cover everybody. <laughs> um, Scummy. Scummy. Sh- I'm sure she'll pay them back. Though. No, no way on God's green earth does this girl pay any of her friends back. I I have a feel I have a feeling that Kanamori is a woman of her word, considering how many deals she makes and like how much she holds uh, uh, fucking Asakusa to giving her her milk. I I have a feeling that she has a strong idea of paying people back. Yes, but when it benefits her, not the other way around, she <laughs> doesn't want to pay people. It doesn't matter. Basic another thing we sort of glossed over, but was discussed at the table was that they don't really have any sound effects right now but they can use stock sound effects in the meantime just to sort of get yeah. get the idea um and then we'll you know we'll have to figure it out yeah um the next thing we see is asakusa is talking with the student council um and who are like shaded they're like yeah they're like they're, in there's... darkness <laughs> They're talking in, like, a, a dimly lit room. Like a smoky bathroom, almost. What the fuck? The, and the the student council is just trying to keep track of where all their money is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kenamori's like, what, are you gonna fucking tax us? Like, what are you, what is this all about? And they're like, no, no, we just need to make sure that the money's not getting misused. And uh, there's a lot of clubs on here. Like the sound have, club, you know, that's just, they're causing, causing I, us issues. We have, a, we have a lot of clubs that are causing us I- issues. I want to point out a few highlights of that list. Um, the Messenger Club is on watch. The Messenger Pigeon Club is on watch uh, because of forging school documents. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's uh, a good joke. The uh, Neue Deutsche Harte Club, that what, is, what is, this? What is this that's, that's New German Hard. It's, it, this is the German hard, hard, like, hard metal club. What is this fucking school? Uh, <laughs> How many clubs do you fucking have at this school? Um, well, they also have the Man-Faced Fish Investigation Lab is under watch uh, because of student incitement. Of man-faced fish? The man-faced... The man-faced fish investigation lab. <laughs> okay. Okay, so they're, they're, they're the cryptid club. Yeah, that's the cryptid that's club. That's the cryptid club where you get and you're like, we're gonna fucking find this man-faced fish. Don't worry. <laughs> We've um, got a good lead. But, yes... Uh, Kaminori noticed that the sound club seems to be having trouble vacating the premises. Yes, she goes to find the sound club, tries to knock, realizes that the room is soundproof, obviously, <laughs> um, and gets gets somebody to come to the door eventually. Uh, mm-hmm. They are not interested in talking to Kanamori, but luckily Kanamori literally has uh, her foot in the door. 
at this point. Yeah, she she just uh, like as soon as that door is open a crack, just puts her foot in it and is just like, it doesn't matter if you want anything to do with Isaacin. Isaacin wants something to do with you. <laughs> yeah, she says, "Oh no, I'm from the Isaacin Club." <laughs> and he, this is it a guy, right? This guy. Yeah, it's a guy. Okay, this guy's like, no, no thanks. And she says, "Luckily, I don't need your thanks." And she just barges in. <laughs> And is just like, uh, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually here on, um, official business. Uh, what's the, what are you, what are you still doing here? Uh, shouldn't you be gone by now? She, I don't know um, if you, if you read what the paper is when she shows it to him, but it says search warrant. She has been given <laughs> a search warrant by the student council, um, to come in and, and, uh, I don't know if the throw this guy under the bus is perhaps the right phrase, but um, she's she's yeah. here to she's here to blackmail's the wrong word. Uh, extort. Extort. That's a better word. She's here to extort this poor sound club guy. Um, um this is just a room here... of sound effects to describe it for the listener. She enters this room and it's basically wall to wall, um, analog tapes of sound effects. Yes, it's it's it is wild how much sound effects there is here. It is like when you go into a like college library, it's those level of bookshelves where it's just floor to ceiling yeah. shelf goes all the way up. And, and and what Kanamura reveals is is that this is duplicated four times. He's in four rooms. He's taking up four different club rooms. Yes wild wild shit um but asakusa shows up because apparently she has been summoned by kanamori um yes she's she's here to uh give the search warrant um she's here to help extort this poor kid just trying to be in his own club also it's not a club um, it's not a club if you're the only one it's, it's not a club it's you're this just, dude you're just this dude who has this stuff um it it appears that he he joined the club like the year before the rest of the club graduated. It looks like, uh, so now he's the only one left, and he has like four rooms of sound effects that he is supposed to get rid of. Um, and but you know he's just a guy, and it, this is he describes it as a museum, a sound museum. Yeah, Kanamori wants to sell it all. Kanamori is just like, hey, you could probably make a ton of money off of all of this. Why well, don't the, you just sell it? <laughs> the thing is, is that Asakusa comes in and is like astounded at the collection in, in just this one room. And she's like, mm-hmm. this collection, you know, like sound collections can go for, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And this is probably worth millions of dollars just in this one room. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Kanamori's eyes turn into big dollar signs and she goes, let's sell it. <laughs> yeah, she gives us the she's a uh, she gives us the fucking circle game, and she is just like, "Yo, how much money?" <laughs> Great, let's fucking sell it. To which this guy is like, "No way! This is you know, this is my pride and joy. There are so many unique sounds here. We're not selling it. This is a library. Listen, this is and, my this is my museum." And Asakusa agrees that this this is too valuable to sell. They have. Uh, they have sound samples from a single waterfall throughout, like, from multiple times in all of the seasons. Uh, which 
is a better way to show the seasons changing through sound than just your, you know, the cicadas, you got your, uh, you got your other bug sounds, you got, uh, your wolves, howling. your dogs howling in winter. Um, mm-hmm. There's just there's just better there's more the rich sound that you can use here you know uh, different yes. weather effects and all sorts of different things uh, and it's it's this that sort of gets this is probably Kanamori's plan all along right is that yes is that uh, she says listen your club is gonna get dissolved I'm here on official student council business you can record me all you like he is it's a good bit. Um, he also groups them in with the Yakuza. He's like, we're talking violent criminals, Yakuza, Isaacin, all public enemies. I do, I do want to point out that, uh, Kanamori does, does use a thing of, that is like, definitely, uh, typical of, uh, when portraying Japanese, like, uh, Japanese thuggery or, uh, uh, delinquency is the huh it's it's a very specific intonation that is just like this is a, an aggressive person that you sh- probably shouldn't mess with i see okay <laughs> i missed that that is not something i picked up on uh the the point she's trying to make is like listen one way or another you have to leave that's not even me threatening you that's just what's going to be happening and I have a way that I think we can help each other. You know, let's uh, sit down. We'll make a mutually beneficial relationship. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh. Before Before that, though, uh, Asakusa's like, "Hey, actually, this the we we this this is actually pretty good. Uh, we actually have a bit of a problem here. Check out our sound effects." And like, they go into the sketch space, and like, you see Asakusa like running on a treadmill as it go through goes through different terrains but it all sounds like just a person walking on like tile floor yeah there's a cool animation (laughs) bit here where she's on a she's on this treadmill and as she's running the texture of the treadmill changes right where she's running on stone and then grass Mm -hmm. and then mud and boots and you know uh short grass in in sandals and it all just sounds like like hard-soled shoes on concrete. Yep. Um, and it's so upsetting to this this <laughs> sound club kid that he vomits, he pukes. Yeah, it's, it's disgu- so bad. It's disgusting. It's, this is to disgusting him. to it's him. It's disgusting to him. They show him the animated bit that they have of the scene. Um, with sound in it. With the, with, <laughs> it's with all the, just Hannibal. It is like Hanna Barbera. It, it's the animated scene with the public stock sound effects that they have in it, and it is just like boings and sproings and like <laughs> and like a metal a car crash, and it is disgusting to this kid. There's probably like a slide whistle at some. point. I think there actually literally is a slide whistle in it. They he hates it. It's bad. So this is where Kanamori makes an offer he can't refuse, right? Mm-hmm. She's, um, she says, listen, you still have to leave this room. You have to move all your shit. But we can digitize your sound library, which you can sell. And then you don't have to get rid of the original for funds for you. 
so that you don't have to dissolve your club. In a, in, ex- in exchange, <laughs> you get to give us all of that for free, and also we take a small percentage off the top. Yep. Uh, also, you're just you're basically just going to be folded in with our club. Like was that was that made explicit? I don't think that was. That. Uh, I think. I don't know if that was totally explicit, but it. She, I think she does say something to the effect of, "Also, your your club's being dissolved. Just just join Isaac." And I just, don't like. I don't think she says that. What she does say is like, "You have to be our audio advisor." Yes, but I don't. I don't think she explicitly says like, "Your club's dissolved. You have to be a part of ours." But I think that's the gist of it, right? Is that yeah. Is that he's not really in the sound club anymore. He's an Izukin. He can call it what he likes, but he works for Kanemori now. Yeah. <laughs> you work for me now. <laughs> um. Uh, his name is Domeki. Yes. And uh, Asakusa's like, wait, how do you spell that? And he says, oh, it's it's like Thousand-Eyed Demon. And she's like, yo, what the fuck? Your name's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> When you write out your name, you write Hundred Eyed Demon? That's rad. <laughs> uh, and then Kanamori takes a, a picture of them shaking hands that is very unflattering to Asakusa. <laughs> <laughs> she did not want her picture taken. Feel bad. No. Uh, but that's something to report to the student council. She's like, well, you have to be out by tomorrow. And he's like, I don't know if you've seen all this shit, but I got four rooms of it. And... So I can maybe do it this month. Uh, and she's like, fine, but make it this month. Not next month. Yeah. Um, and I think this is definitely like, there is probably like a chapter break in the manga here because then we just go to a totally different plot line. Um, because Kaminari I mean, is, is trying this to... This is the extension of the of the vibe, right? I don't know. It's, it's a little bit, uh, but... Like, Kaminori is, uh, like, trying to figure out, uh, Asakusa's motivation switch, uh, as they are, like, talking in the, uh, talking in the Isaacin Club, and, like, she takes her to go to the art club. To... Well, she bring the, she comes in, and she has done a fuck ton of, of sketches, right? She's, she's, yes. like plowed through a bunch a bunch a bunch of background sketches and they're like when did you have time to get all this shit done um and kanamari's like well you know she's got like a she's got like a switch that flips on when she finds her motivation she really finds it and then she can get a ton of work done but it's sort of hit and miss with her yeah uh kanamari even says yeah, this is this is like three days of work after uh, four days of procrastination um, so she's, like, trying to, like, figure out the way to, like, push Asakusa's, uh, uh, buttons in a way to, like, get her to have a consistent output. Uh, Mizusaki is like, listen, I'm just working over here. I don't, I don't have a, yeah, a don't way have to help you out right this. now. She gets those drawings. She's already in work mode. She's like, oh, this is interesting. She's, like, building off of that. She's, she's in the zone. Mizusuki, yeah, she's in the zone. Mizusuki does not need to find her motivation. She's got it. Um, yeah. That said, she does. Asakusa and Kanamori do have to go to the meet with the art club, who have volunteered to work on the backgrounds. Yes, and the art club 
has a ton of questions for Asakusa. They got questions. Asakusa, not smooth. Not good with talking to people about art who aren't her direct friends. Yeah. I do want to point out that this, the art club, is just so much a fu- This is like a real fucking art club right here. You mean, you got, like, in the sense that they make paintings, or what? No, I mean, like, these are the type of uh, kids you would find in an art club. You've got, like, this uh, this very, like, uh, sheepish, mou- uh, mousy girl who doesn't really say much. You've got this uh, kind of uh, uh, more eccentric, uh, talkative uh, character uh, who Who's seems to be, like... in a jumpsuit, for some reason? Yeah, Just in, in like a jumpsuit, a, for some reason. <laughs> Uh, and you've got this, like, kind of, kind of, uh, a bit of a, a rude, but ob- obviously, like, very, uh, like, interested, uh, guy who's, uh, who's got, like, big chunky glasses that you can't really see through. Yeah. Um, so, very, very art club shit yeah, going very, on here. very, pretty art club shit. They have a bunch of questions. They are not really used to animation, right? Mm-hmm. It's totally different from what they do, so they have to sort of explain why the paper has holes in it and you know why are some things outlined in yellow like what's what's that about uh uh-huh. and so they sort of have to walk them through what a cell is um like an animation cell and how that sort of interacts with background art um yeah just just like really going through the the animation 101 yeah so kind of has to do here some basic shit um She's not good at it. She does not like talking to this group. She's not a leader of people. Uh, um, which is probably good that Kanamori came with her. But they it's a pretty successful meeting, all things considered. Mm-hmm. They have, it does they just have like, some they have some critiques, but Yeah. It is and this this meeting just totally wipes Asakusa out. Like, her brain is fried from all of these questions and, like, going through all this stuff. That when she gets back to the art club, Kaminori, uh, like, Asakusa asks, uh, sorry, Mizusaki asks Kaminori where Asakusa is, and she's uh, just, like, she's outside, she's, like, basically blowing off steam right now, <laughs> and, like, Asakusa is, like, digging through some dirt and, fu- and found some obsidian. Yeah, it's... And, and she is like thinking about how it connects to the mountains and the lake that used to be here uh, and she sees what she calls a ground hopper is that just a direct translation of uh, yeah, grasshopper that's... I I am not sure uh, she calls it a ground hopper I don't know if that's like uh, a very specific kind of insect in Japan or if it's just a grasshopper it's I'm a not grasshopper sure. listen it's it's not different from a grasshopper <laughs> it's just a grasshopper but i I'm, I'm interested to know if they call them groundhoppers in japan or if that was like just a weird translation thing i'm not sure um but she keeps she keeps like a note she you know like a like a sketch diary she, of natural yeah, she things keeps, that she sees yeah she keeps like this whole log of things that she see that she sees and like is like uh, she sees the uh, the groundhopper and she's like okay i got to put that in my creatures log and i saw the obsidian so i got to put that in like my minerals log and 
all all the shit we give Asakusa, this is a very organized girl. She like, does sort of organize her life in this way. It's interesting because the thing that she's struggling with here is her life has a logic to it. Even mm-hmm. even if the conclusion that she comes to ultimately doesn't isn't realistic, she has yeah. she has the reasoning behind it. She knows in her head why it's doing the thing that it's doing. Even if it's it can't happen, she has she has logic through it. She, it makes logical sense to her. Um, yes, and this is where she she butts up against the the robot thing. She says. There's a logic to all things, but Asakusa has thought about it for days and cannot find the logic uh, in a giant robot fighting a giant monster. She can't figure out the 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 mechanisms that she needs to function in her brain to have it work. Yes, and like she she has a little bit of an anxiety attack uh, attack about it. <laughs> she does have She's a panic just... attack a little bit, and she just like. She runs into the the club room and, like, uh, falls over herself and is just like, we gotta drop the project, it's not gonna work, I can't do it. She says, I think we need to get rid of the robot. Uh, you know the giant robot movie that we're making? Get rid of the robot. It's not realistic, it's dumb. What instead I have made is this dumb little buggy. It's, it, I made <laughs> it's a little buggy that you can ride around on, it's like a worse four-wheeler. And I think, what if what if the big monster, we fought the big monster with this? What if we just mounted a heat gun to a little, a, a little like, electric scooter? <laughs> uh, Wouldn't that be better than a giant robot? And Kaminori is like, what are you talking about? What the fuck are you talking about? That's the whole thing. That's the, we're doing a robot project. Uh, and she has to sort of get... Asakusa back on track. She says, like, your art is already amazing. I don't understand what the problem is. And I think it's interesting because when Kanamori says that their art is amazing, she's not paying her friend a compliment. Mm-hmm. She is stating a fact. She, she's yes. like, your art is incredible, which is why it's this is working. That's, it's just part of my process here. So you need to figure out how you can be okay with producing the amazing art because that's the product we're selling. Uh, Asakusa uh, immediately butts back that that's just uh, people com- complimenting drawings is just a thing people who can't draw say. And, she, and like she's right. She's she she does have a little bit of right, and I don't think that Kanamori really has a good comeback to that. <laughs> no, but also I think she is. I think she's downplaying her friend a little bit. Yeah. Because she wouldn't say that unless she actually believed it. Mm-hmm. She does, this she's is... not a person to put on airs. She doesn't like people who put on airs. Yes. This is this is just, like, the, the whole... An artist doesn't, like, see that their own stuff is good and, like, won't hear... Like, even though people who, like, earnestly mean it they just can't take a... Sometimes they just can't take the compliment. Yeah. Uh, it's... The the giant robots is a logic sink. It it doesn't make sense. There's no engine. You can't have... People can't fit properly in it. It just... Not... It, it doesn't make any sense to Asakusa. And mm-hmm. she has subsequently had cold feet on the project because she 
she's like, nobody's going to buy it. Nobody's going to buy this. And uh, like an audience can be mean. And if I don't, if I don't do it right, if it doesn't make sense, then people are going to notice and be mean about it. Uh, which by the way, uh, artist, that's never true. Nobody ever fucking notices any mistake that you make in a project. I'm not um, saying I'm I, not saying always, but you'll notice it nine times out of ten, and people looking at it will never notice. Yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought, and then uh, Mizusaki says something that is true about a mecha anime is that listen with mecha anime, you're just kind of you're just already signed a, signing up yourself to people like nitpick you. Uh, you're just kind of doomed, and then there is a good visual gag where for just like a second you see. Uh, uh, Asakusa wearing a Kitai Kakushi, which I had to look up, hmm? but I was right thinking what it was. It's the little like triangular cloth she wears ah, on her forehead. Yes, yes. Uh, which is it's just a little thing to sim- symbolize that she is a ghost. She's a ghost right now. Oh, she's died. She's yeah, she's that's a ghost in that. Okay, didn't get in that. That, that, in was that... A, that was lost on me. <laughs> yep. That's just that's just in Japan when you have a ghost they wear that that's that's what's going on they either have the little like balls floating around or they got that that thing on their head okay all right well Kanamori is like listen you've got to figure this shit out because you've you're a great director but you also like you're a great artist but you have a responsibility as our director like mm-hmm. everyone's gotten in line behind you because they think that you can do it. They think that you're skilled enough to do it. And they think that like our final project is going to be really good, including me. And if it's boring, I'm going to kill you. It's your <laughs> fault if it's boring. So you have to make <laughs> it interesting. Uh, uh, at this speech, uh, Asakasa kind of like backs herself uh, up onto the, onto the armchair which then falls over, uh, like backwards under her weight as she is like backing up into further into it and onto it. Uh, but then it just like cuts to later in the day, and like Asakusa just like springs up from where she had been has been laying and like apparently drawing because she has figured out the interior workings of the robot to make it make sense to her. No one will ever notice or know this. But it's important nope. that she knows it so that she can she can work on it. Yeah, this is this is uh this is just gonna go in the uh Asakusa art book forever. Yeah. Yep. This is gonna go on the coffee table reader, uh about the mm-hmm. short later, you know, when you're like, oh, I wonder what the concept art for this was. It's this. Uh just having seen all the work she has put into this, uh Mizusaki and uh uh Kanamori uh realized that the really with Asakusa you just you just gotta let her roam free there's there is no way to like get her to like you can't point this girl in a like in a way and just like say go at it and like have anything productive be done you just kind of give her some time and like She'll figure it out, but she needs time. She has to... They're like... Mizusuki does say that that's the trick, right? Is that you have to let her... You have to either help her or let her by herself figure out the mechanism that is that works for her. 
She yeah. has she has to figure out how it makes sense, even if it's just to her first. Um, and that could you know who knows. I don't think you can predict that reliably, but uh, yeah. But that's sort of the trick, right? If you're like, okay, she's spinning her wheels. What about the logic of this puzzle is not making sense to you? Yeah. Um, For somebody who's, who's like, who literally chased a butterfly a couple of episodes ago, she is more detail-focused than I would have given her credit for. That's just because, like... There, there wasn't a direction to go in yet. She hadn't, she hadn't like locked in on a project. So, like once, once Misusaki gets locked in, she's like, okay, I've got a, I've got it in my sights. I'm full steam ahead. Uh, let's get this robot going. And so I've they already do. got fifteen drawings of this robot. She's already got it figured out. She's gonna be so productive now because she's found her motivation. Mm-hmm. That's big, though. I yeah. do appreciate that they had an episode about finding your motivation, because sometimes it's just gone, you know? Yeah. Sometimes Somet- it do be like some, that. Some, sometimes it do be like that. Sometimes if we get on to record a pod, and we gotta find it in the yep. pod, you know? We get on and we're like, fuck, okay, uh, yeah, um, you build an airplane in the air, you know? Yep. Um. But... Speaking of building the airplane in the air, uh, let's uh, segue into the outro. Uh, <laughs> mm. Hold, wow! You can see can... all the you can see all the mechanisms with that throw. <laughs> yeah, really like it's really like we gave you an X-ray vision of our mech, which is the podcast, and you just saw right through to all the the gears turning together. No, Listen, sh- no, no shiny finish on this one. Just all mechanisms. Listen, sometimes my brain just you you can see right through it. You can see all the por- all the parts. It's like a a clear video game controller my brain can be like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can see all the little roller rotors on the dual shock. Oh, yeah, and the rumble function really is uh, is kind of a pain. But <laughs> uh I can't I got to tell you the rumble function in my head that's been off for like that's, 10 years now it's fucking we hit it one time and it just doesn't work anymore you know you're like damn okay but this is a still got to use this controller uh, uh anyway that's been our show uh holden where can people find you you can find me on twitter.com at not underscore daredevil you can find me on twitter.com at hex of lexi you can find the podcast twitter at sakugapod you can email uh us things questions whatever you questions. like questions i i would say probably questions you could just email us stuff i guess but honestly i'm so thirsty for anything in that inbox that you could just you could just send me anything at this point <laughs> I, don't, I don't care send send i don't know what? Send Lexi something. Send just, Lexi just something. Like, <laughs> something. Something. Uh, you can do that uh, at uh, studyinsakuga at gmail.com. Um, uh, we'd like to shout out Rainbow Lithium for doing the excellent uh, portrait artwork of Lexi and I that is on our cover. Uh, I, I need, I would not be able to make bricks without clay. So, uh, 
it is uh, so nice of her to have done that for us, and it is incredible. So check her stuff out. Yeah, uh, check her stuff out. She's been doing like really good uh, portrait and character artwork recently. It's, I I do always just like scrolling through her Instagram profile sometimes. It's good stuff. Um, good stuff. I like to think we are a five star podcast, and that's because I'm fucking right. We are a five star podcast. Leave us a five star. Uh, review and if you want to leave us a comment uh we'd also appreciate that comment comment i got nothing for you to comment it's much like our inbox we'll take anything at this point you want to give us a comment just i don't know tell us how your day was yeah tell us how your day was tell us like uh like what you think of our our voices what what do you think we look like based on our voices i'm interested no don't (laughs) that's bad i don't want to know what you think i look like based off my voice i'll keep that secret (laughs) i don't i don't want somebody to be like i bet holden looks like a fucking punk and i you would be right but also i don't want you i don't want people to say that to me See, here's the thing. I uh, this is probably just from me knowing you, but I I hear your voice and I can't think anything but your face. Well, yeah, of course <laughs> you you've seen me in real life. That doesn't count. Anyway, it's fine. This has been a study in Sakuga. Uh, we have studied the Sakuga. We found our motivation, and we consider we can consider this case closed. Maybe that's what. People should send us in our email inbox, Lexi. Maybe it's just they should find their own motivation and fucking draw us. Ooh. I'm not I don't want good art. Let me be clear. I do not want it to be good art. Because yeah, I <laughs> I want it to be bad art. And also I don't want to be a person in mine. Napkin doodles. Napkin doodles. doodles. Uh I would like to be a robot. <laughs> Some sort of synthetic. Uh, Draw, draw a Lexi Cruddle. I want to see a Lexi oh Cruddle fighting a uh, whole robot. The... <laughs> That's every episode, isn't it? It's just you, the Cruddle, fighting me, the big robot. Uh... <laughs> Who will win? <laughs> <laughs>